This is a GRDC podcast. Indonesia is by far Australia's biggest single wheat customer. Each year, on average, Indonesia buys nearly one quarter of all of Australia's wheat exports, about 4.2 million tonnes, worth $1.2 billion annually. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. AGIC, the Australian Export Grains Innovation Centre, an initiative of GRDC and the WA state government, exists to increase the value of Australian grain and help Australia build market share in valuable markets, such as Indonesia. When I caught up with AGIC CEO Richard Simonitis in Sydney recently, he said there are real growth opportunities for Australian wheat exports to Indonesia, but it's not without challenges. There's 250 million people living in Indonesia and we know that the population is still growing quickly, so by 2030 there'll be another 30 million people to take it to 280 million. That's the entire population of Australia in just that 10 or 12 year period will be added to Indonesia. So we know the volume will keep on growing to support that because not only is the population growing, but we've also got a shift within Indonesia. So their population is urbanising rapidly, so people are moving into the cities to take advantage of the opportunities there. And we know that when they move into the cities, it changes the way they eat. So when they're living in the rural areas, they're close to where the rice is being grown, so it's accessible and it's cheap, and they'll be eating a lot of rice. When they move into the cities, the rice is less available, but they've also got more choice in front of them, and we know everywhere in the world consumers are looking for choice. So as the population urbanises, we see them eating initially more noodles. That's a staple food there, and Australian wheat's very good for noodles. It's got great functionality for that market. And then as their wealth increases, they'll be eating more bread and perhaps pastries and sweet, sweeter products. Um, so about 70% of the volume is going into noodles now. And as I said, Australia's the functionality of Australian grain is very good for noodles. And about 30% is going into bakery products or a sweeter product and we think that's an opportunity for Australia because currently that would probably be getting filled from Canadian wheat. Um, So we know it's already a big market for Australia and we know that it's got good growth in front of it um, and we have to keep supporting that market well and there is some challenges coming in doing that. Okay well what are some of those challenges and I guess they're going to come from uh, our competitors? Yeah definitely the competition is coming and the nature of it is changing. So previously Australia will have been competing into these markets against origins which have a really similar cost base, so places like the USA and Canada where it's just as expensive to produce wheat as it is here in Australia. So that's been a bit of a level playing field. If you think that we can only really compete in either price, quality or service, so we've always previously being competitive in all three areas. Now we've got competition coming from countries like Russia, Black Sea, Argentina, uh, Ukraine and Kazakhstan in the Black Sea area and that's coming off a much lower cost base. So soils are very fertile, labour's very cheap. Um, We've seen these countries have got the ability to discount their currency so that they can be very... um, 
price competitive through currency devaluation. And we've seen massive switches in global trade flows. So last year, you know, Russia exported 34 million tonnes for the first time ever. It's the biggest wheat exporter in the world, and it's doing that off a very low cost base. Compared to our wheat, how good is the quality of the Russian and Ukraine wheats? And are they white and red wheats? Majority red wheats, and historically the quality has been lower, but they're facing exactly the same equation that we are. How do we increase our sales and and our prices? And the obvious one for them to go after is quality. Um, So that's where they'll be looking to make their gains and improvement. They're already winning the price game. And we have to place into context the opportunity that's still in front of these origins. Wheat, in many cases, is only a third-tier crop in these places. So they'll be growing oil seeds and corn preferentially because there's more profit there and wheat might be a rotational crop. So they have got the opportunity to switch massive volumes on against us if the profitability between wheat and these other commodities changes. So so their focus in the short term will be on improving their quality um, just like we need to focus on ours. What sort of market intelligence has been conducted? So AGIC is very active in this area. Our purpose in the Australian grain industry is to increase value and we think that there's three areas we should focus on. One is what is the overall market doing over time and as population and wealth changes. Uh, How do we do more with the grain we've already got to sell and how can we learn about the opportunities to take some market share off someone else. So we work in all three of those areas. Um, In the Indonesian example, We've been working hard in the demand area, so understanding what's the construct of that market, population, wealth, urbanisation rates, those sorts of things. Uh, How is that shifting over time? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? So we've made some publications there and we're we're understanding that key drivers in those markets are a reliable source of affordable wheat and increasingly to service a a rapidly urbanising and a and uh, increasingly more and more wealthy population. What technological help are we able to offer to uh, encourage the use of Australian wheat? For the entire life of AGIC back to 2012, we've had projects working on technology to advance our opportunities in Indonesia, but also on um, putting the value proposition in front of them. So we'll regularly have Uh, seminars held in country showing them the functional properties of Australian wheat and how you know we'll make a better quality noodle equally we might be showing them how there's some innovative new technology out of Australia which can show them how to use Australian wheat in a baking market which we know is higher value than noodles and we can start to chip away at the market share that Canada's got in that higher value bread sector. Would that be technologies like the Australian developed process to replace the North American technique used in Southeast Asia of sponge and dough bread preparation? Definitely competing technology uh, using a more Australian style of rapid dough where there's a number of different ways to to manipulate the dough either in moulding or in mixing uh, that'll make it perform every bit as well as the expensive wheats out of North America. Um, and it probably saves time and money in the process as well. You know, Australia's making perfectly good 
bred from Australian wheat and there's no reason why Indonesia couldn't be. Um, and it's our job to get in front of them and to show them that value proposition. In the past, the Australian wheat has given them a nice white flour, so colour's important, uh, the protein has been good and that's important, but what about texture? Well, historically, Australia's been known for three reasons. One is high milling yield, which, which is true. It's, it remains one of the key parameters in our classification system for wheat. And all of our new varieties get through classification with high milling yield. Uh, colour has always been a key advantage, especially coming from white wheat where we can mill harder and closer to the bran. And texture has always been good in the noodle styles. And if we want to participate uh, further into the bread styles, then we've got some work to do there. And that's important because that um, means we could uh, sell a lower protein wheat uh, and, and the um, bread, the, the biscuit and cake area, is, is that becoming a, uh, a growth area? Yes, yeah, so definitely as people get richer they will move to include those high value products into their everyday uh, consumption and yeah, the opportunity for us is to sell on Australian wheat which will be um, slightly lower protein than what they can what they're currently getting out of Canada and North America but with the technology package that goes with it uh, an opportunity for it to perform every bit as well uh, at slightly better values. We've also um, in, in the past considered it not to be so much a whole grain market but is that changing? Yes yeah, so it's changing everywhere. Um, in Australia that segment of our market is growing rapidly and in the two years from 2014 to 2017 we saw uh, out of 100 loaves on Australian shelves 20 white loaves replaced by whole grains so the trend follows uh, health and wealth and affluence so as, as people get richer they make more conscious health decisions and we see that segment of the market moving towards a whole grain bread or towards a supplement or making much more conscious health decisions. And, you know, Australia's really well placed in having white wheat. It's very good for a, a whole grain product. And, you know, in every market in Asia, there's an opportunity to stimulate this market segment and to get those people moving more quickly into the uptake of these um, health giving breads. So, what's the future look like with the Indonesian market? So, the future is that we can breed for and grow varieties that are more closely aligned with exactly what the customer wants and what the customer values and that'll help us to maintain the current market share we've got in noodles. Then there's the opportunity to put a technology solution in front of the customers to move into that higher value bread segment of the market. And also we've been chipping away in the feed area. So we know that with the uh, Indonesia Cooperative Economic Partnership Agreement, there has been a commitment uh, offered for the import of Indonesian, sorry, for the import of Australian feed grains into Indonesia. That's yet to be signed. Uh, when, it, when it is, it, it will open the door for 500,000 tonnes of Australian feed grains. So. In anticipation of that, we've been stimulating that market in the uh, chicken broilers, chicken layers and dairy segments 
to have an understanding of how to use our barley and our sorghum and our feed wheat into that market. So we're looking for ways to stimulate the opportunity to make sales um, in, in all three of those areas. How is AGIC working towards the end of improving value for growers? If we do all of the things that I've spoken about really well, so if we're working hard to maintain the market share that we've already got and to participate in that increased demand coming through population, if we're creating new varieties coming through our breeding programs and our production sector that are a better fit to what the market really wants, that'll not only service that market, it'll give us opportunities in other markets as well, which have a strong noodle preference like Indonesia does. And I guess there's a spin-off benefit for growers in having more varieties to spread their risk around and to drive yields upwards. Uh, And the higher value alternate uses like the breads and the pastries. So all of those things working together uh, increase the likelihood of getting upward pressure on wheat prices in that market. AGIC CEO Richard Simonitis. For more information on the Australian Export Grains Innovation Centre's current programs, go to agic.org.au. And AGIC is A-E-G-I-C. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.